You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Hi, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lou. I'm Cliff Barnes. And I'm not telling you who I am. <laughs> I was waiting for it. That was unexpected. <sighs> I'm undercover. Are you Agent 13? You guys don't know who I am. So I have sunglasses and a logo-less hat. Oh. <laughs> Is it a blue hat or a red hat? Because those well, are the only two I've ever seen. He brought visual props to an audio show. <laughs> hey, he I like the, to go the extra mile. What they call that? The Marvel Secret Identity Pack or something? They call it something? Well, there was something on Facebook about that. <laughs> about the starter pack. It's one of the million things he posted <laughs> this week. So, housekeeping news? Do we have some housekeeping for our show or network? Is there someone else here? Who's... Who's in charge of making introductions? I guess I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the most illustrious of us. Uh, this is the illustrious Michael K. Easton bringing you breaking news with a brand new but also returning guest, Mr. <laughs> Jared Lowe of the Lowe Boys. Hello, hello. I thought it was going to be sexy James Olsen again. <laughs> uh, I only bring him out for special occasions. He's not special enough. But he does have sweet, soft, buttery lips, so we'll see. It took a turn immediately. <laughs> that's why, Jordan, you were supposed to be introducing there. So. That's right, that's right. I have multiple personalities. <laughs> happy to be here, happy to talk about Civil War. Is that what we're talking about tonight? I think we're about ready to have a Civil War right here, right now. So, yeah, we are talking entirely for the full episode about that movie that just came out, Captain America Civil War. We've all seen it, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Once, once, twice. Just once. I'm Just going once. again, but okay. I haven't yet. I was going for a two for, but I've yet to make it. I saw it one and a half times. One you? of maybe one one and a quarter. Did you fall asleep in here? <laughs> Wake up in the after the show? No, no. Last weekend was actually on top of Mother's Day. It was my wife's birthday, and she has been wanting to see this Melissa McCarthy movie that's been out in a few weeks, and I've been putting it off, and uh, needless to say, we drove all the way to Athens, to the really big stadium theater, and my kids went and saw Captain America Civil War, and we went and saw The Boss. Oh, you're such a good hubby. Or is there a twist to this? Well, what happened was, <laughs> it, it just so happens the boss wasn't nearly as long yeah. as Captain America's of War. Yeah. So we may have walked into the other theater and sat in the very front row. Now, did you stay until after the credits of the boss? Because I heard Melissa McCarthy <laughs> meets yeah. up with Samuel Jackson. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Excellent. And he recruits her for a secret <laughs> operative. So, yeah, but then I had to go. Watch the. I think I think it's Ernie Hudson shows up. <laughs> <laughs> there, there is. Uh, I did catch one correction that I needed to correct from our first part of our uh, 
versus podcast when I said X Force. I was talking about X Factor when we were talking about Quicksilver. Oh, come on. And I said X Force. So you, you can quit pounding the table at home. <laughs> Everybody has been upset about so that. The, the nation can rest in yeah. I've had many sleepless nights over that. One mistake and how many podcasts? Yeah. What are the I mean, odds? Come on. <laughs> If you want to let us know our mistakes, you're going to have to comment. <laughs> okay, so before we start talking about Civil War, you guys want to do uh, plug something here. Feel free, co-host. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, we've got a new podcast coming out at some point. It's called the VCR Podcast. It stands for Video Commentary Rewind, yes. where we will be watching some of our favorite flicks from yesteryear. And doing uh, full-length commentaries. We're not involved with the movies in any way, shape, or form. We are just big fans. So uh, we're talking usually weird movies, uh, cult, some cult classic movies. Yeah, like the parts of the DVD no one listens to. We're gonna we're gonna translate those for two people who have nothing to do with the movie. Okay, I didn't realize this. You guys, are, you can like pop in the movie and Absolutely. just listen. To you guys, yeah, we're gonna sync yeah. up the audio to what we're watching. We're like like Wizard of Oz and the yes, Wall. Exactly. We're gonna sync up a soundtrack, <laughs> our commentary. We're gonna blow your mind. So, how are you going to do this, Analog Jordan? Uh, I've got VCR. My, <laughs> yeah. I've got a VHS tape yeah, and, a, and a and a a a tape recorder. Yes. You hit the play and record by the same time. I learned that. Ooh. <laughs> Guys, getting all fancy. But no, we, we're going to try our best not, you don't have to watch the movie. We're going to not just, hey, look at that funny guy. Like, we're not going to try to make it all visual. <laughs> but hopefully if you watch the movie, you get a little more into it. But we're going to make comments and, and explain uh, why we love these movies so much. Are you guys going to tell stories about our childhood and past, present, future? Will we laugh? Will we cry? Everything. So each episode's going to be one movie? Yes. Correct. Okay. Any uh, hints? What are we going to hear first? Yeah, the first one. The first one uh, is our favorite movie of all time, which is Tremors. Of course. <laughs> Whose isn't? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, yeah. we'll have some other ones coming up. Uh, should we tweak tease a few? I think uh, Red Dawn is Red next Dawn on the list. Red Dawn will be one. Uh, the Burbs. <laughs> oh, I just watched that the other day. <laughs> <laughs> is Tron in that mix? We thought about maybe having some Quit guests. fidgeting, Michael. <laughs> having some guests picking their favorite movies that maybe they're ones we don't have memorized. I have a request, so, Tron. Yes, you're on the you're on the list. Awesome. Okay. Well, we'll you'll keep us updated then when this is happening, when it's coming out. Coming soon to the River City Podcasting Network. <laughs> Radio voice. So, we're going to spoil the heck out of Civil War, so if you haven't seen it, now's the time to tune out. We gave you plenty of time. We gave yeah. you every opportunity. We bored the hell out of you. <laughs> you will we now listen every to 15 seconds of some kind of sound effect. No, no, that's just a prototype. What's it made of? Vibranium. It's stronger than steel and a third the weight. It's completely vibration absorbent. Wasn't that good? That's great. <laughs> Best part of the movie. I think I'll throw a shield in there or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay. what you guys Seth, think of it? This is 
right up your alley. This is your hey, character. I made, a, I made a bold statement several months ago when Can everyone we, was looking forward to Star actually, Wars. I, ha- I have to ask que- I, ha- I have a question for Seth. I've been dying to ask him since Gosh. I've seen this movie. Okay. How big of a nerd boner did you have when Vision walked out in those clothes? <laughs> sweater? Yeah, the sweater <laughs> and the pants and the collar. I don't know that the sweater really? doesn't necessarily do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all from like that run that like you talked it about was, you love. Yeah, it. I mean, it was good. I don't I didn't have any special boners. Wow. <laughs> I didn't even look to see if he had pants on. <laughs> Could get by the sweat. I guess I was more excited than anyone else to see Vision. Well, I mean, what else were they going to dress him up in? Either he's either got the full on uniform or what? What is he going to wear? A t-shirt? He's got to go, Alex P. Keaton. <laughs> I made a bold statement a few months ago when Star Wars was coming out that I was probably looking forward to Civil War more than that even. And mostly that was because I had very low hopes for The Force Awakens. But it far exceeded whatever I was expecting. So that was a great treat. But so did this. I mean, really. I I sit and look at this and I think, how are they fulfilling all of my (laughs) childhood fantasies here? So, yeah, spoiler, I loved it. I did hear a rumor, though, that you didn't make it to that first showing. I did not. Is this too personal to get into, or is it? Is no, it's a, it's a, it was a game emergency. You know how I am <laughs> in the game. That's what I heard. Michael put out an APB. He's like, Seth has a gaming emergency, and he can't. Yeah, I did. Game. I mean, how I, I had bought those tickets three weeks in advance. This was, <laughs> I, I'll try to make it short, but we play a role playing game, kind of like Dungeons and Dragons, different system, but. My, me and my son and a friend of mine and his son, we've been doing it for like two years and his son recently signed up to join the army and he was leaving this Monday, this past Monday. So the only night we had that we could do kind of throw together a session to say goodbye was that night and he asked me to and I, of course, did it, kind of gave, it was, you know, have you ever heard of meta gaming where... You can kind of get into your role a little bit. These guys kind of said goodbye as characters, but it was actually a little touching to sit there and see a father to say goodbye to his son as characters. I can't make fun of you for that. I was going to say that. I was getting ready to say like so (laughs) noble, like you can't even, yeah, what are you going to say? Yeah, you're no fan. (laughs) It was pretty great. So I don't think we'll ever forget that, and I'm glad we did it. And I still got to go see the movie later. Because immediately you think, as characters, the father, if he wasn't able to say things to his son, he could do it in character. That's exactly as the other. what it was. Oh. And it was so awesome. I can I have to say that there were some tears in the eyes and some hugs. So it was great. Kind of a nice way to go on hiatus from our RPG. And, and you gifted your opening night tickets to our fearless leader here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I decided to just but pay, pay it for it. He almost forgot when it was. Yeah, I heard you <laughs> say it today. He didn't realize they were Thursday night instead of Friday and nearly forgot to go to the theater. So and like, I how mad would you have been? Uh, I probably would have been a little upset. Yeah, he said, Jordan told me it's tonight. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, and it was funny because my wife was going to go. And then when I figured it out, it was Thursday. She backed out. And so I got to take a young lad, uh, Mason. 
um, to go see it. So he was super pumped and excited. So thanks for the invite on that. <laughs> <laughs> Cliff would have been pumped and excited. <laughs> I guarantee it. I feel like you were doing something. <laughs> I'm sure I was. <laughs> so would what, you what th- tear jerking? Yeah. Are you doing? <laughs> nothing. Nothing. <laughs> One thing that I will definitely say, like, I'm curious where they're going to go from here because every Cap movie, the fighting gets better. And I was completely blown away by Cap and Falcon. Like, they're fighting. Like, it's, I feel like it's straight out of the comic. Like, seeing them the way they interact and, like, especially Falcon really got to up his game right from mm-hmm. the get-go uh, yeah i mean all of these characters got their moment i mean it to be stuffed with that many characters and they really got a chance to flesh them out a little bit i don't these russo guys are good actually i had an issue early hawkeye on. still sucks i got it no no, no. actually it. that was the best hawkeye's the ever best, been. We, best we've had so far but he is not from the comics there was a scene that actually took me out of the movie completely when cap goes to get the winter soldier and confronts him, and they have that fight, and there's a fight like through the hallway or the mm-hmm. building. The camera shook. It was a handheld camera, and it shook and moved so much, I couldn't tell what was actually happening. It was a little born, little Jason. Bourne-ish. Way too much. I mean, it it physically removed me from the movie, and I was like, "This is I'm, not the boss. It is not, not the, the boss. boss. Exactly." <laughs> <laughs> so, I, so it yeah, didn't bother me that much. The I, rest of it was great, but I, that I, I one scene that, yeah. really. It's like, so did, I, did everyone see it? Two D, three D, two D, two D, two D. Okay, yeah. yeah, we all saw it two D. So there's no difference there. Just going back to the fighting, because I remember watching Captain America: The Winter Soldier, thinking, "Wow, this is really great!" Like when he was fighting Baron the Leaper, um, mm-hmm. the the fighting. <laughs> Did I screw up? That's not right. Is that's it? wrong. <laughs> I was going to let it go. No, no, no. We don't do that. <laughs> All I have to do is look at Jordan's face when I do something wrong, and he doesn't even say anything, and I know I've done something wrong. Batrock the Leaper, not Baron. The Leaper. The Leaper. The Leaper. Capitan. Sacre bleu. <laughs> anyway. Oh, jeez. One of these days. Anyway, go on. Uh, but just how the fighting was so good in the Civil War. The, Winter Soldier. You're right. Winter Soldier. It was, awesome. it was awesome. And it brought me right into, as soon as you saw Cap fighting, Like I was like, this is even better. Like, How are they going to up that game? And especially seeing the way Falcon used his bird red wing, even though it was a um, drone. Um it was great. No, I'd, I'd thought that, that every one, this was probably the most comic accurate action we've ever seen. Especially we've been talking about, you know, Legends of Tomorrow, Firestorm, just the yeah. fireballs. Like everyone used their powers like you'd want them to or you would expect them to from the comics. Scarlet Witch is still a little iffy, just sort of, <laughs> she's just making hand gestures. But I don't know, to, to, to me, the action was, it felt authentic to the characters because everyone fought kind of differently, you know. Cap would fight differently than the Adam or Ant Man would. So yeah, you know, it, they all used their powers as you'd want them to. They all had cool moments, and the, yeah, the choreography was just excellent. So I I love the action in this so much. The one thing I did not like, and this is very minuscule, is them blowing up crossbones. Like I thought 
it could have easily been used for. Well, he blew himself up. Yeah, I mean, but you know what I mean. Like well, it was. I, he was a lot better than I thought he was going to be. I, yeah. I agree. I hate to lose that character, but I mean, because they did such a good job with him, I, I thought like they should have him come back as Red Skull's right hand man or something. Well, yeah. A lot. Of, some people are like, "Oh, well, you know that Cap won't die at the end. Wouldn't die at the end because Crossbones was already." Dead. I was like, he didn't kill Cap. Did you read the comics? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, one thing I did love was when um, Cap was going after the Winter Soldier in the airplane, and he's like, got his muscle tee on, and he's like holding the helicopter, and he had to flip his arm around and really was, show off his biceps. There was laughter in the theater. Yeah, people, were, people were like giggling at that. <laughs> yeah, it was, it so was so it was so blatant. <laughs> so, so such fan service. Because I immediately go. To uh, hearing Chris Hemsworth talk about that, how he's always like, Chris Evans is always going, dude, how do you like, you know, get these muscles like that? And he's like sitting there flexing with the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that got the female audience, got their attention right there in that moment. So, so uh, go ahead. I was just going to ask, I mean, did everybody have a favorite scene? Was there one that stood out more than others? Well, we talked about, I mean, the airport scene that we were talking about afterwards. Is that, that's probably the most comic booky thing that we've ever seen in a movie mm-hmm. ever. You know, like all these heroes fighting each other. As you were saying, you know, they were using their powers exactly like, you know, we see them use them in the comics. So I had, a, I had to laugh because, you know, there were memes going on out on before it came out, kind of laughing at that big open airport and having like nine people <laughs> yeah, like yeah, come out right. civil war but I, I don't know it worked it was cool yeah yeah I, it looked it looked really great that's that's the showcase scene in the movie but not i mean i wouldn't say it's my favorite um i for me i think it was the funeral scene oh, <laughs> that was i mean i, I was I, like oh i gotta give it to you that was definitely the best scene i saw so far in there when Originally, when they announced Spider-Man was going to be in it, that they were going after Spider-Man, I was like, okay, the reason they're doing that, you know, I'm thinking of the comic, which it didn't really follow the comic at all. Right. They did it, not to its detriment, but just the whole thing. He was a much more established character in the comics, and so it was all about him unmasking and things like that. But I was like, what else are they going to do with him? You know, and I thought, what, I think I talked about this early on in a SoPro, one of the great speeches cap gives is during civil war and uh amazing spider-man spinoff of that he gives this speech it's mark twain and you know about standing planting yourself like a tree in the river of truth mm-hmm. and when everybody tells you to move say no you move mm-hmm. and sharon carter's up there <laughs> giving that eulogy yeah. for peggy and it was just perfect it was a good yep. way to get that in there and i'm like now what are they gonna do with spider-man <laughs> You know, like, I thought that was going to be Cap telling him that, you know, just like in the comics. But it was so, I'm just, I love touches like that where they put something in for the comic That readers. was definitely my favorite scene out of the movie. Um, my least favorite was probably, as somebody who doesn't care for Spider-Man, everything that had Spider-Man in it. Except watching him getting his butt kicked a little bit. I took a little joy out of that. <laughs> we're not really. I was afraid we were all going to agree all night. Nope. No, I, I, so, as soon as I saw a clip face i was like yeah dc boy is gonna <laughs> throw some shade and I, and I would say though i mean you could remove spider-man from that movie completely and it wouldn't change I ha- the movie at all yep. right? i have I mean, heard a yeah. ton of 
people going overboard about how great he was. And I thought he was great, but you know, let's I thought he was Spider-Man. Yeah. That's what for I the got. First time. Yeah. I, yeah. I thought he was Spider-Man and you're right. Probably for the first time. Um, I'm just not a fan of that character. I will say Aunt May keeps getting hotter. Oh my hotter. Lord. You've got to be kidding me. It's ridiculous. Well, we're talking favorite scenes. I don't know if this would be my favorite scene, but as far as degree of difficulty, the, the whole scene with Aunt May and yep. then Tony in his apartment, because like I said, it made no sense. There was no reason to bring Spider-Man into this except for marketing and yeah. corporate cohesion and all yeah. that stuff. So like such a cynic, they, they made it, <laughs> they made it make sense. Like it's Tony would keep his eye out on promising young scientists and he would know who these heroes are. And they had such a great rapport of the older, the older hero and the young hotshot. Like it, it was funny, but it moved the Marvel Universe forward. So Absolutely. As a scene that didn't necessarily have to exist, or if you were worried about how Spider-Man was going to work into this whole universe, I think that that assuaged your fears. So that that scene was a real standout. Oh, and the me. best moment in the whole scene is where he's like, well, what happened to you? And, he, and you're like, oh no, he's going to tell about <laughs> Uncle Ben. And he doesn't. That yes, was great. Rehashing it was origin. so good. They even set it up like he was going to say something. He didn't. And in the comics, you know, he gives him that suit. He gives him a new suit. Well, he still got to give him a new suit, even though it's not this armor eight-legged thing or whatever. But for the first time, it actually made sense why Spider-Man has the costume that he has in the movies that he could not sew himself. It looks right. so good and yeah, so professional. Yeah. And, and I'll oh, go ahead. I was, and I've seen interviews with the Russos kind of talking about you know, when they were in the process of like writing and developing the movie, the whole Spider-Man thing was kind of happening, not happening. So they were kind of going back and forth where they're like, you know, Marvel told them, hey, you might have Spider-Man, but maybe not. So kind of be prepared. And they kind of basically said like they were wavering between Black Panther and Spider-Man were kind of playing similar roles in how they were writing the movie. So, I mean, yeah, you, you could make the complaint that it was kind of shoehorned in there probably because it was at the last minute. Right. The whole Sony deal probably didn't happen until later in production and they probably cared cared to have it happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, I, it, it was probably the best characterization of Spider-Man that we've seen. And, yeah, I love the fact that it's not like, Spider-Man, hey, hey, I got bit by a spider. Oh, we have to do the whole... Or- we don't need origin stories at this point. Like, it's okay. <laughs> they said, throw them in they said they weren't going to do it and they didn't. It was, yeah. it was great. Not, I, I mean, we can see now, okay, where they said... Robert Downey Jr., as uh, <laughs> Mike would say, he's going to be in the Spider-Man Homecoming. I guess he's probably going to be dating Aunt May. Sure, sure share looking that way. Doc Ock's going to be mad. But, yeah, for them introducing new characters into a movie, they did it very seamlessly. And uh, Black Panther, I mean, the way they introduced him, his story, the way it fit into everything, uh, it all worked very seamlessly. And... Black Panther was awesome. Like the the only person I feel that, well, unfortunately, it, it feels like the female characters did not have that strong. Um, I mean, other than that one point was with uh, Black Widow when she actually sides with Cap and and lets him go. But other than that, they knit, mm, there should have been a stronger female presence. And so I guess is the one problem I have. Are we all cool with the Scarlet Witch vision, the quieter scenes, like that hinting yeah. of their romance? Well, little, yeah. They had to have to set it up some, you know, put plant the seeds. And I would say, too, that scene, 
you know, where he kind of talks about the Mind Stone a little bit. I was thinking about that. Because very famously in Age of Ultron, you know, they had the scene where Thor goes into the hot tub or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, and Joss Whedon kind of made it pretty clear that Marvel kind of pushed that to be in there. And it made no sense. And so that kind of became a whole thing. But, you know, this is what is him talking about the Mind Stone a little bit. So you get a little bit of a setup. But, it, yeah, to me, it still it didn't seem out of place. It's like, here's this guy trying to figure out who he is, what he is. And it came into play later when he hurts War Machine. So mm. now he has the guilt. So it all kind of fit in for me. So Yeah, that yeah, was, I was cool with that. That was great. The one thing I didn't quite understand or get is, I mean, I understand why they did it the way they did. But Tony Stark as a character, if you watch all the movies, he's, he's much more whimsical. And, like, especially when dealing with uh, General Ross and, like, he was so serious with him till like maybe the very end of the movie or whatever, or it just seemed like this was the most serious Tony Stark that we've ever seen. I mean, I understand why he was so serious, but it was just sometimes it felt a little heavy handed. Yeah. Well, he's pretty serious in the comics or or he Mm -hmm. always was, you know, I mean, they've kind of changed him a little bit into the movies, making him be snarky, but He's got a serious subject going on in this movie. They've, they've taken it to that next level. He's got a lot of guilt, you know. Yeah, I mean, because you know, the last time we saw him was Age of Ultron, right? So he created Ultron. Yeah, so he's supposed to be feeling that guilt. No, he didn't. They made it personal <laughs> with the, uh, yeah, the lady who yells at him at the, at the elevator or whatever. So. Right. Let's just kind of go through the plot. A little bit to see. Since about, we're jumping all over the place, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying. I wasn't sure whether we'd do that, but it kind of maybe it'll make us think of things. Kind of starts out with Winter Soldier, you know, being activated there. Well, one thing I like putting all the locations everywhere you were. It's like this big bold text at the bottom of the screen. You're in. Yeah. Wherever you know, Bucharest. Well, the Vienna. film. Yeah, it was a little choppy, so that really. They were all over the place. It was kind of nice to yeah. be like, okay, now I know where we're at. I don't know how this person's here now when they were just there. <laughs> but Quinjet, baby. Well, I guess. what? No, to get a Quinjet, you have to go through a big battle at the airport. Apparently. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, he gets activated and he goes out and chases down that car. and Wasn't it a Cadillac? I'm sure. And gets in the trunk and steals some super soldier serum. Yeah. I love that it's blue. <laughs> yeah. I feel dumb because it took me till almost the end before I kind of put the dots together. Oh my! I I was so happy that I did not put it together. I thought they were just like like those supersized otter pops. (laughs) 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 But I I I did not figure it out. I was so glad Uh, when I because that's my hopes for the movie were for everything it was, but to be surprised. And and when it got to the end and they had made they were on a truce. They're in Siberia. I'm like, I know they fight. I saw the previews. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like yeah, what is going to spark that? What's going to happen? And I was like, oh, yeah, that's obviously his parents. And it was so good <laughs> yeah. to j- just be fooled. And, it, yeah, you could have figured it out. Yeah. But I, di- I didn't. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe. Well, always do. <laughs> I, that's my job. <laughs> the second installment of the Incredible Hulk movie um, where it had Edward Norton as Bruce Banner, I'm pretty sure they showed the Super Soldier soldier Serum as blue. Oh, okay. Which I'm pretty sure it was that. I know. Continuity. Yes, continuity. I haven't seen that movie in forever. But anyway, then they show uh, Crossbones in the 
You know, they get in that big fight that we yeah, break it into the CDC, right? Which I thought was great how they used that character, and um, you, you didn't really have to give him powers or anything, and it everything worked yeah, really he had, well. Yeah, like punching things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, it was cool. I like whenever they do. They, they kind of got in the habit of doing that at the beginning of the movie, showing them fighting as a team, them working as a team, and Scarlet Witch helping him up into the building and all that, and then sucking all the gas out that was awesome i thought it's just i, I thought that whole thing and then it turns out you know she's nitro you know when it, when it gets to the end of the the fight there she's the one the catalyst for all of this she makes it go boom and ladies and gentlemen i'm really sorry but there is no speedball in this movie i i'm sadly sad to <laughs> there was report. no speedball and no fake thor do you remember like robot thor yeah clone, yeah, clone. yeah whatever yeah yeah, this was a real Thor. There was two. Yeah, this was two. Too personal of a fight. Just like you know, you couldn't have Hulk and Thor there. That is one thing. Like you said, watching the trailers, you kind of know. Well, they have to fight here. That I didn't know what spurred this. I didn't know what that Nitro incident was going to be. Right. And I, I thought it worked well without introducing other you know side characters. Like it's something they like having Tony create Ultron. It's something the characters we know. Insight and have guilt about and whatever. So yeah, keeps it keeps a tight right. little universe. Yeah, it's over. in which within the group. This young girl in the group who ha- is just still learning her powers, they get away from her. She does, you know, she has to react and can't do it perfectly. You know, I, I thought that was really well done. I and, think you have to hand it to Kevin Feige for keeping the story. I mean, it, he he's kept it broad, but a very tight nip. Tight knit him group. teamed with the Russos. Yeah, uh, I mean, just let's ride that as yep. long as we possibly can. But anyway, I think that it rolls into the de aging scene, a la Michael Douglas and Ant Man. <laughs> oh, you know, so I was just like slack jaw, like what am I? Amazing! Wow, it, it's just so good. I don't know how. I, I mean, I read how they do it, but it doesn't make sense that it would work to that effect. How great that is, and he's yeah. showing off that new technology. I remember reading like years ago, like we're talking about doing motion capture and stuff. They're like, yeah, we'll be able to have like, you know, old actors play. And I was like, yeah, well, that'll look weird. And like yeah. literally I go to see the screen. I'm like, Oh, they did it. It's I weird. can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> find a flaw. Why are we worried about who's going to be the next Iron Man? Just keeping, <laughs> <laughs> just keep doing that. Strap you know? him to a chair. Exactly. Have him make you know, funny quips. <laughs> as long as we can just keep de-aging people. But then, you know, he, yeah, why are we casting a young Harrison Ford? Like, yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah, he's still around. Anyway, so he has a you know Stark Foundation going to fund basically any idea anybody has. <laughs> it seems like you know. And then he gets yeah he gets confronted by the woman whose son died Sokovia, and that's what kicks off the whole thing. They go to which right there like the people behind Batman versus Superman should really pay attention to this movie because this movie had very, very serious overtones, but still had humor and the humor completely fit in it. And it was a great movie and there was no real darkness compared to Batman. I I promised myself I wasn't going to be the one that brought up any comparison to Batman (laughs) versus Superman, but man, it was impossible sitting in the theater, not to think back yeah, it's the same thing. Only totally different movie going experiences. Yes. No one's mom was named Martha. Yeah, <laughs> I thought though for a moment. 
Yeah. You're both going to be Sarah. <laughs> yeah, I was going to make that joke, like, maybe his dad's named Howard, too, or something. That's, that's, that's been yeah. around. It's definitely not original, but we can't. But I thought that sitting through the movie, like, I had to keep pushing Batman Superman yeah. out of my head. Just, just just enjoy this. Quit comparing it. They should they have made that an end credit. <laughs> I, I did get a little chuckle out of, out of that when, uh, when Cap goes up to Winter Soldier and he's like, do you remember me? And... And Winter Soldier follows it up with basically your mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I remember your mom. Yeah, I remember your mom. <laughs> mom. Your mom was hot. <laughs> well, you were stuffing your shoes <laughs> <laughs> with, with my old Kleenex. <laughs> oh, that went down a rabbit hole. So anyway, they have yeah, the I, big. I thought the thing with the grieving mother was very strong. It gave. It gave that human, like I said, the, none of the DC movies have had. They haven't put a human face. You know, they kill Jimmy Olsen and they kill half of Metropolis, and there's no human face on the suffering. It's all Superman being indifferent about it. Like this gave Tony, sure he was feeling guilt, but then he could put a face to it. And then later on, he tells the kid's life story. Like yeah, he's that's gone what he on needed. Research this, and like he has a reason. He doesn't just flip flop to one side or the other. Like. He has a bona fide, genuine reason to feel the way he does. Right, and he it, throws it in their faces, yeah. you know. And that character was completely off screen. You never saw him. And you cared more about that char- character than you did Jimmy Olsen, CIA agent. <laughs> well, that's because we didn't even know that's who it was. <laughs> I would say, though, you know, talking about, yeah, because they did a good job with Tony, you know, kind of get, understanding where he's coming from in this conflict. But, you know, as we talked about, yeah, this is this wasn't Avengers Civil War, right? Where you mm-hmm. could say like, "Oh, I'm kind of." Right. I mean, it was Captain America Civil War, so is it a little bit of a cop out that in the end, you know, Tony was like, I, "I was wrong. It was a bad guy that did," you know, because you know when you read the comic, it's like a really bad thing happens, and two people take opposite yeah. views about mm-hmm. the bad thing that happens, and you can read it kind of either way. It, in this movie, it was skewed a little bit. It was skewed, yeah. and yeah, in the end, it's like. Oh, I thought it was just winter. No, and does that answer? Does that solve the problem? No, just because it wasn't really Winter Soldier, that doesn't change the problem, you know. And that definitely is an issue. I'm not sure, though. I mean, that's the beauty of the whole story is that you, when they were discussing, you could so put yourself on either side. It was there was no. I mean, how can you not see what? Tony's saying. Yeah, know? I definitely went back so, and forth. Yeah, on we it. are, you know, causing this. You know, you've got uh Secretary of State pointing out all the destruction and casualties and 117 countries or something, you know, has signed this and you're like <laughs> That's not, we laughed afterwards. That was my favorite part of the movie where uh the William Hurt uh, Ross character, you know, he has them all at the table and he showed them on the screen. He's like New York City like shows the description. He's like, Sokovia, Washington, D.C. Cap's like, that's enough. And I was like, well, that's good because that was all the movies. <laughs> there were literally no more movies to show. I'm glad he stopped him right there. <laughs> he should have let it go. He could have said, what, what else yeah. you got? Is that it? Is that it? But anyway, you can see, you know, Look, it's. Here's Groot. He got hurt really bad. <laughs> Who are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Space. <laughs> but you could see, obviously, see Tony's side and the government side, but then turn around and could see Cap's side. You know, we don't want to be controlled, sent wherever. We want to be able to help who we want to help. And I just spent a movie. I was going to say, yeah. The government exactly. was Hydra. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, we we can't trust the government. It may be a bunch of Hydra agents. So yeah, you get where caps come from because yeah, it's like, dude, my last movie was about you know the government <laughs> being in control and that you couldn't trust them. Now you're telling me to submit to a government that I can't trust. So yeah, yeah, it was well done. I did want to see another shield pop up, but it never happened. Well, that's going to be next. You know, we had to have the, the dramatic effect in, in the end of this one. You know, yeah, because he's well, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway, uh, so then he he has to leave the meeting because the funeral. He gets the call. Peggy died. There's the great speech we talked about, and then uh, yeah, I think a uh, widow comes and talks to him, and they hug it out. That that reminds me, um, Sharon Carter. She's agent thirteen, right? Yes. In the comics, isn't she the granddaughter of? I I want to say you're right. They said she was her aunt. Said aunt yeah. yeah, it could. Yeah, whatever Which they choose. I, I guess they, they thought that. that was a little weird. I think yeah, that's a little too close for comfort. As far yeah, it kind of sounds a little worse. That since he he's right, let's getting pure American. <laughs> yeah. Steve, Steve can only, you know, but it, as soon as she said Aunt Peggy, I was like, huh. I wonder if this is the reason why they did this. <laughs> so then they go into Vienna and they got T'Chaka and T'Challa and they're going to sign the accords and Zemo sets up the bomb and blows the place up, kills the, the king of Which, Wakanda. Being a Cap fan, I was disappointed in Zemo. Like, there was so much more that could have been done with that character. Well, there may See, still be. Yeah. But to me, too, the problem is... One of the, the reason the movie worked, though, is there wasn't a villain trying to take over the world. That's what I that thought. That was too. not part of the movie. Yeah, that would have completely it would have changed what the movie was about. So the fact that it was yeah he was the villain, but everything was so personal, and yet he wasn't trying to raise this army of super soldiers to destroy the world. Like no, he was just like, you guys messed my whole life up. I'm gonna mess your life up. Now. Yeah, I thought that was personal. great. Yeah, that exactly. Was well done. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I thought that was a much more. Uh, believable villain than just a maniacal villain. So there's no reason to waste a Red Skull or a, you know, one of right. the major. When you can't villains. come up with anything, yeah. then go get the Red Skull because that's when you go. <laughs> that's when you get him. When there's no reason, just be a, a, a madman. On to Bucharest, where they're looking for Winter Soldier. He finds him. There's the shaky hallway fighting scenes that were yes. awesome. Still awesome. Oh, gosh. <laughs> On into the. On the road where they're running faster than cars. I was going to say, that, that's the only thing that took me out there. They're like <laughs> running 70 miles an hour down the road. Well, you got a super soldier. Uh, and a kitty cat. And a kitty cat. <laughs> so I like Kevin Falcon's like, so you like cats, huh? <laughs> but but my, that's what my favorite part of that whole scene was that Cap gets in a car. <laughs> He's like, I'll be driving. I'm not going to try to run. That was great. But yeah, and when is he, that and, where Winter Soldier catches the motor? Yeah, that was so good. Yeah, was Just awesome. spins around, takes <laughs> off. That was great. And then War Machine shows up, and they they bust him. Then they kind of you know kind of meet and Cap. You know, Tony's almost got Cap talked into signing it because it's it makes sense. Except that he's mentions that he's got Scarlet Witch hold up being watched by Vision. Well, just forget it. Well, I'm not signing anything. <laughs> Oh, but that, then I it rolls into when Hawkeye. you mess with Cap's kooky quartet. That's right. You mess with the wrong. That's right. I love that though. Yeah, and then and then of course Hawkeye busts her out. There's another kooky 
member. <laughs> and she makes him, makes like, I, I thought it was cool how she like messes with Vision and makes him like super dense, I assume, and he like just yeah. falls to the floor. Which it's always like, with her in the movies, it's weird what her power really is because, I mean, it's always been a hex power. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they figured out how to portray that quite right. The best yet. I ever saw of her was in Age of Ultron. My favorite parts was towards the beginning of the movie where they did those horror movie witch effects where she, like, is just like yeah. fade moving. Yeah. I was like, that is cool. Make her, like, look kind of horrific when she does so. Yeah, that was cool. But I will say, as far as Hawkeye's concerned, that is the best version of Hawkeye. He's just miscast. He's done. He's not. And the costume, too, I, I thought was a, a step up. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the one fight I didn't expect, was Hawkeye versus Vision. I would not, yeah. have, I would not have bet that would be a, a fight. They've got Winter Soldier, and Zemo shows up as the psychiatrist and starts reading off the... Which, when they first show that red book with the black star, is that in the comic? You know, probably, but I don't remember. I immediately thought of the Red Guardian, like Cap's version of, I think that's his name. Anybody? Soviet version of Cap. Mm. I, I think it's Red Guardian, but he's got a red outfit, just looks just like Cap, but it's red and white. And when I first saw that book, that's what I immediately thought of, that this was going to be. And the same thing with the the, the guard that was all the um, super soldiers they had locked up. I thought that was going to be the Soviet guard. Yeah, I figured that we'd get a few Easter eggs or cameos yeah. or something. I didn't think we'd get a whole backstory of these random D-list characters. But <laughs> I thought maybe there'd be a, you know, a little... I was waiting for the dude to turn in the bear! <laughs> <laughs> You wanted even more characters. Is there the green dude? He's like a nuclear bomb or whatever. Isn't he one of them too? Isn't there like a is that a green dude? He's on the car cartoon. He joins. Yeah, Yeah. I watched that episode. But in the guard, it's Ursula. There's a bear, and then I'm thinking there's a guy that kind of looks like Thor. And then there's the red the red guardian, and that's all I can remember. There's my deep cut of the mic. (laughs) Good. That's a good info. So then they they stop Winter Soldier after he goes nuts, and which I thought. Of, so is it wa- water is what stops Winter Soldier from being Winter Soldier? Apparently, I don't know. Because every time he gets drowned, he drowns. He's like, oh yeah, I remember who I am. A bit like shaking, and he's like, yeah. oh, I'm fine now. <laughs> <laughs> he tells him that about you like me what? <laughs> he, he tells him about the other super soldiers, you know, and that they're in Siberia. And, you know, it's probably part of Zemo's plan. And so the two teams break off and go recruit insects. Yeah. That's when they go to Queens and go get Spidey. It dawn on me. I never even thought about that, but yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, they go get Paul Rudd, who was hilarious. How oh, Paul great Rudd was great. Was Paul Rudd. Yeah, he's so good. I am shaking your hand entirely too long. <laughs> During the airport scene, where he just—they said this was at, at, like he had lived this, where he he's like, gives him a shield. He's like, "Here's your shield, Captain America." <laughs> well, I I read something where they're talking about behind the scenes when they had cut and Chris Evans went to go use the bathroom or something, and he was like, "I'll, I'll hold his shield." And everyone said he was running around like, oh, he, Captain America. <laughs> he, I guess he bribed the prop master. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Yeah, but like we said, we loved, we loved the Spidey scene where they got him. 
and which you know you're drawing in a lot of kids this this is good get get a kid that's a kid character he should be a kid character finally a high school age person playing a high school age person did you have a question i just wondered if everyone knew giant man was part of the movie or if it was a surprise I knew it going into it. It was a total surprise to me. That's so great. I, thought, yeah. I wished it nice. would have been a yeah, that's surprise. Right. I remember me. Jordan said he saw some of the toy or well, something that kind of blew it. Months that, in advance. Yeah, was yeah, the Funko Pop. The bobbleheads and stuff mm-hmm. are coming out. Like, right. giant man. So, like, yeah. yep. I hadn't heard anything confirmed or specific, but I was kind of waiting on giant man to show yeah, up. Yeah, so I knew it was happening. That would have been such a great surprise to me. I wish his costume would have changed as he grew. <laughs> that would have been nice. That would have yeah. been a nice little Easter Wow, egg. that would have been neat. They have the little antenna and the short pants. Yeah, yeah I, 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 that's what I wanted from the movie. So a surprise, you know. Also, even though there's so many things you know ahead of time, but that was one that I'd heard. And Sp- Spidey's suit was a really good take on a classic design with some modern tweaks and twists to it. And then actually, there was a reason why he could move his eyes like he did, since you know Tony gave it to. Because I know everyone was like complaining mm-hmm. about that early on. I was like. Well, there you go. You actually have a reason why his eyes can move. Yeah. So what did you like about that fight? You know, at the airport. It's great. Like, I I love the way Spider-Man inter... Actually, Spider-Man and Ant-Man, how they interacted with all the characters. Like, it just... It was perfect. Like, I could pl- replay that scene 20 times over. Yeah. I was afraid going into it, knowing we were going to have Giant Man, that it, they weren't going to be able to pull it off. It was going to look cartoony or just totally CGI, and they completely pulled that off. And they even referenced Star Wars. Yeah. yeah. This whole movie yeah. references Star Wars. Yeah, I like Spider-Man. You remember that old movie? I don't know if you guys saw it, Empire Strikes Back. They do the whole Hoth thing. It was like, by the time it was over, you're, you're like, okay, yeah, guy loses his arm. Guy gets frozen carbonite at the end. <laughs> it's Empire Strikes Back. So that does hurt the chances of there ever being a crossover between the two films. <laughs> if we know Star Wars I'm, is fiction in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> well, that's true. Don't tell Stan that. What He's still I, holding out hope. What I love most about that fight, like we've been talking all night how everything was set up so perfectly and all these characters have motivations and like everything works so correctly. Like They didn't throw all that out the window just to manipulate a fight. Like They're all still friends. They're all still going to go to the bar afterwards. But like... Right now, they have to. They all have different goals, and my goal is to keep you from the Quinjet. And like, it wasn't like you're evil now, and I will stop you. Yeah, that's what I right. love about it too. It was very, yeah. It wasn't like we're having a civil war now. Let's fight. It was just like you know, we need to arrest Cap. Tony's like, let me bring him in. It was just very kind of a basic thing. Like, I just let me bring him in. We're friends. Like, no, we got to go this way. It, you know. So yeah, it all kind of made sense. Yeah, with the it bugged me so bad. Because comics a lot of times will manipulate, well, these two need to fight, so give them a reason. Like, the movies have not done that yet. And I I believe it was Axis, the last one of those big crossovers Marvel did, where heroes turned on heroes, blah, blah, blah. They had Black Panther and Storm fight, which they'd been <laughs> married in comics for a couple years. And they were standing on opposite ends of the thing, and they were fist fighting. I'm like, he's punching his wife right now <laughs> yeah, over bad. ideology of blah, blah, blah. It didn't matter. How I'm is like, that okay? It's not. It was not. As I'm reading it, I'm like, oh, what's happening? Like, they, they can't be married anymore. So, like, they, so I'm so glad the movies have never done that to, well, we'll just, we'll manipulate you into this situation and you into this. Like, well, that's because Storm isn't part of this well, universe. <laughs> and that's what it was, uh, 
Black Widow and Hawkeye, Hawkeye right? Where they're like, yeah. still friends, right? Yeah. And yeah. I, I, someone's like, you're holding back. Yeah, yeah. Like, Scarlet, yeah, like, you're pulling your punches. Yeah, it's like, I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was that was great. It's like, yeah. these guys can't fight. I'm glad they cut that short because they're not like either one of them care. They're like <laughs> yeah. double, triple agents, you know. But for all the comic book fans, you know that they have such a long history. So that was a nice Easter yeah. egg for us. But they can still be friends. It's almost like they want to just go hide and while everyone else is fighting. <laughs> Oh, the whole thing was great. Ant Man getting in Tony's suit and <laughs> yeah. shot, shot on the arrow. Ant Man. Oh, the, the yeah. classic. We were all waiting for, especially after the big free comic book day. Spoiler <laughs> outside here. Now, did you see anyone fighting one or another that you wish they would have been fighting someone else? I was. I. I. I, I there were several fights, matchups I didn't expect, and so, like I was just like, "Ooh, cool, yeah!" Yeah, like, there was so was much going on that I didn't. Even, I, wasn't I didn't cynical. have time to think about. Yeah, I can't that. even. Can't even play by play that. I definitely want to see it all again. Play out. I like. Oh, uh, who was it? it was, I can't remember who said, but they were like commenting to Spider Man. You know, there's not this much talking <laughs> when, <laughs> when they're fighting. You know, I, I just like how he was, how he should be. Nervous as heck that he's in this fight and just jabbering at the mouth because he just doesn't know what to do. You know, he's that's that's his character. And I love the interaction between Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's like his old partner versus his new <laughs> I was partner. Say, like, I would watch and, a buddy movie with those yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, when he kisses <laughs> when he kisses Sharon <laughs> Carter, there in the car, I was just like, you know what? I just wanted them to just the grins on their faces was enough, but uh, just giving him a hard time was what it was all about. That was they, that they was were so perfect. Good. Yeah, they were just they're so all of them so well cast, except for it, Hawkeye. It's it's amazing <laughs> that they've all been part of so many movies, and it still works. It doesn't seem like anyone has like a big ego or I should be paid more money. Like it's amazing they've gotten this far without anyone of these high celebrities like flipping out. And and I got to say Terrence Howard's no longer in the picture. Well, that's true. Well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's the reason why he was the cautionary tale. Yeah, he was yeah. Proved, he, they proved don't, don't mention Ed, Ed Norton either. Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and uh Rhodey is looking pretty old. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So what happens Jeez. when you lose too much weight? <laughs> I guess, man. What do, we've talked about Spider-Man the was, character. What did you guys think about the young actor, young Tom Holland? What, what were your impressions of the actor? He was great. Like to to me, I like I actually enjoyed Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker. I was, was going to say I he, he did was a good job. He was pretty good himself. The movie surrounding him, yeah. Wasn't. Like I never disliked Tobey Maguire. I just, just too the old. Consensus was like, oh, Tobey Maguire's terrible. Like I always thought he, he was did probably fine. just because of Spider Man Three. Probably that, <laughs> that's the last if thing. Spider Man Three out of the equation. I think yeah, Spider Man Two is a great movie. Yeah. yeah. I, was, yeah, yeah. I, I thought Andrew Garfield was probably a better Peter Parker to me, but this was a better Spider-Man all around on screen. Andrew Garfield reminded me of the ultimate comics version of Spider-Man in a lot of ways of how they portray the character. But I th- And I think they probably did the same with the – what's his name? Tom Holland? Tom mm-hmm. Holland. Um, but he was probably the purest form of Spider-Man that we've seen to the screen. I like Andrew Garfield, but my wife likes Andrew Garfield more than I'm comfortable with, so I, I kind of have to hate Andrew Garfield a little bit. Um, but I, did, did any of you guys see that impo- the Impossible movie, the Naomi Watts? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, big so big uh, yeah. flutter yeah, wave. So or Tom Holland was the, the kid in that Oh, movie. I didn't even, you're right. Yeah. 
You're and, right. Uh, I know you know that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm confirming it. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, I watched that a while, a while back. You have the Seth approval. And uh, I was really struck. He was really good in that movie. I was like a, was like a nine-year-old kid. You know, I was a child actor. Like it, it, that movie kind of affected me. I didn't. I just kind of watched it randomly one day, not really thinking much about Did it. Did you go kiss your kids? Yeah, you when you have kids, I, that stuff does. It, yeah, man, it hit me. And I mean, it, it's pretty rough. And my kids are a little young, but I, like, I'm like, I wanted to show my kids this movie because it's like very powerful about family, whatever. Anyway, go watch that movie. It has nothing to do with Civil War. Anyway, young Tom Holland is. A, I was very <laughs> impressed by his abilities as like a you know nine year old child actor. Whenever that came out, I don't know. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, I was looking forward to seeing what he could do with Spider Man, and I. I was going to say we kind of glossed over Black Panther. What did everybody think of him? I thought, but I for one have never been a Black Panther fan. I thought he was super boring in the comics, and that all changed with this movie. I mean, I thought they really brought him to life. Basically, no origin story for him either, <laughs> and, and which is great. And he's got you know the obviously a vibranium laced suit or something. And he's got them super sharp claws, you know, that somehow didn't seem dumb. He's, he has a lot of the, you know, Chadwick Boseman had, had like a lot of gravitas to his character. I mean, he's, I thought he was great. I've always liked like the idea of black Panther more. Like I've always loved that character, but there's, I've never really read a lot of great black Panther stories. So, it was nice to see him break out like this on screen in a public, you know, public consciousness. And like you said, it, you know, it was kind of an origin story. His dad dies, you know, yeah. but it wasn't at all. Like we know really nothing about him still, but knowing that there's a Black Panther movie coming out next year or whenever, I, I think it was just the right amount of, man, that guy's cool. I want to know what his deal is. Was there any, can, anything with the ring? It could really shut when he like put, must put his dad's ring on or something. I was, I just think they really focused on that. I was like, I don't think it has anything to do with his powers, but they really showed that. I uh, think that has to do with him being the king of Yeah, Wakanda. it must just be that. Because in the mythos, you can challenge whoever the king of Wakanda is to be the king, and you have to fight him. <laughs> king, you got to beat the king. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that, I... <laughs> no, would you like that? <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> she waited on me at Burger King one time. <laughs> you know, guys, one of these days, this is going to get really freaking old. I got news for you, Michael. This is the show. This is what I, this is why people come back. This is the You're, bit. you're, this, trust this. me, you're the favorite. You're the star. The lovable loser, that's what is selling this show. What you guys don't understand is when I was a little kid, I like read a bunch of comics. No one could help me with these words, so I just made them up as I went along, and that's how I hear them, okay? Well, it's great. What is it? We all get to hear them like that, too. What is it? Wakanda. What am I saying? Wakanda. <laughs> Shaniqua. Moving on. Anyway. Vibranium. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. I, uh, he, I'm stop there. <laughs> Your head. So anyway, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to this Black Panther movie now, which they just keep casting people. It's got Lupita yep. Nyong'o is yeah. going to be in it. Today, the Michael B. Jordan's yep. going to be in it. He's the guy from played Creed. Awesome. And he's in Fantastic Four. Four. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Coogler. What? Who? <laughs> no, I was just going to say Ryan Coogler, the director of Creed, 
is directing the Black Panther movie. So there's your connection to Michael B. Jordan. And Fruitvale Station. Yes, which is another great movie. And is there, like, does Lupita now have a, like, 20-year contract that she has to be in every Disney movie now? I What is up with that? What's she in? She was in Star Wars. Now she's in the Marvel movies. I like that contract. Who are you talking about? She was well. She was she in played Twelve Bond Years Canada. She was in Twelve, 12 okay. Years a Slave. She yeah. was. That's okay. where she. That was had her, her big breakout. Break. Yeah. Okay. I think she won an Oscar. But she that. she was in. Um, I know she did it. Didn't she do one of the voices in Jungle Book? I was just thinking. Yes. I was yeah. In Jungle Book. Too, yeah. Right? Jungle yes, Book. She too. Was. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so, anyway, is, uh, Andy Circus going to be back as Claw? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's yeah. what I hear. That's what I hear. So. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that movie way more. Which. When we get to the end of this, there's more reasons I'm looking forward to. I was concerned things that were going with in, into Black Panther, how they were going to do the the costume, the suit. Because, yeah. I mean, it works so well as a comic or even a cartoon, an animated film. I really wasn't sure how they were going to bring that to life. It was perfect. And, I mean, yeah, they nailed it. And I, I think it definitely added, the movie felt very diverse. From a racial standpoint, naturally, like I said, we're adding these new characters. It wasn't like, well, we need to add one more of this race. Right. Like, I think Age of Ultron suffered a little bit because it was all the minority characters were the sidekicks. Mm -hmm. And they showed up late to the game and then left before the end. Like, it was very white, Age of Ultron was. This one, you know, it was not quite as had female characters maybe weren't quite as represented, but... What half almost half the characters were African American, right? It was and great, and the, they were the iconic Marvel characters. Yeah. It wasn't what everyone worries about. All oh, their shoehorning in diversity, like these were the icons of the Marvel universe. Well, we didn't have strong that strong black character. Yeah, this is what we re- read about. This is, <laughs> this is what we want to see. We don't want you to put somebody else. It would be shoehorning to put somebody else in. We didn't have that over looming big bad that was kind of taken away from everybody too. That's what I loved about it. The villain worked great. He served his purpose, but we focused in on our hero characters. And basically at this point, we got to the big moment where they get in the Quinjet, take off, and War Machine goes after them, and so does the Falcon. Uh, Vision tries to take a shot at the Falcon. He dodges and hits War Machine, and he plummets to Earth like terminal velocity, <laughs> slams into the ground. I w- It was like... I was like, whoa, he hit hard. Like, I was, But was, right there just showed how they were all still heroes because Falcon was trying to rescue him, right. too. It was just a, yeah. like you said earlier, it was just a, we were just trying to stop you, not kill you. Yeah. yeah. That's another one that I kind of hate that was in every trailer, too, was... Him holding Tony that. cradling the broken body of Rhodey. Like, why did that have to be in the trailer? Yeah, we were. I was expecting him to die in this yeah. movie. Well, I think that was part of the, you know, with the funeral and... Showing yeah. that both scenes, like right. trying to say, like yeah. trying to trick you into thinking. I'm surprised there was not a casualty. I was yeah, too. Is that weird? I've yeah. heard that as a criticism of it. Mm-hmm. That you know, well, what, what were the stakes here? If no one, you know, yeah. you could have killed off one or two, one of these. You know, I would have been okay side. had it been Rhodey. Like we killed him off, and then you know, like a few minutes later, like oh, it's okay. And T- Terrence Howard appears like, we got another one. <laughs> Suck it, Pearl Mutter. <laughs> yeah, that's the after credit sequence. Terrence Howard wow. gets a phone call. <laughs> when, we, when we last left him, he did say, next time. When he was yeah, talking in the yeah, suit. That's right. 
But yeah, like this, but this isn't a comic where a couple issues later we can forget you murdered a friend. Like you can't this, get away with if, that. If some character in this killed one of their cohorts, it would haunt them for the next six movies. It, it may have, it may not have worked unless they had like some dirt on his uh, casket <laughs> to just rise up off of there. That's how we're, you do we're it. Saving right? all the character deaths for uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Anyway, they so he's. Seriously injured at that point. So there were, there were, you know, that's the, your stakes in the movie that, you know, you, you can't take that as nothing. It was, it's good. But yeah, I was expecting someone to die. They, then they head off to Siberia. And that's, you know, it's around then that Iron Man finds out, right, that it was, you know, he sees, finds out that it wasn't Winter Soldier. And Which I, Again, I understand why, but I wish there would have been some more interaction with the, the people that were killed down there. That was so anticlimactic of they're racing there to stop these super killers and they're already dead. And, but, you know, I understand plot devices and all that, but there should have just been some type of interaction with these roided out creatures. I get what you're saying, but I liked, there wasn't, much of a turnaround time from seeing them dead, yeah. all, all of them dead, to what's happening, and then we immediately are going to see this tape and find out. Yeah, if they the would have had story. to fight all these guys, it would have really changed the focus of that scene. But at the same time, like again, again, I realize it's just one movie, but Tony throughout the whole movie is flip flopping. He's like friend foe, friend foe, friend foe, and then he's like angry foe at. For obvious reason, but I, I just felt like it would have gave more of him becoming their friend again to to fight with them and then see the video. I think it would have lent more to that character of, you know, it would have, I think it would have been more powerful, I guess is what I'm trying to say, is that he would have teamed up with the Winter Soldier in Cap to fight those guys off and then he sees yeah. the video. I see what you're saying. I li- I liked that it was still a little contentious between them going right up to that point. Like they weren't, they didn't even have time to get two buddy buddies, uh, you know, winter soldiers, very still sketched out. I, I, I love that, you know, just, it almost worked better in the trailer where they're coming down the hallway at each other, you know, in the movie, they're the, the hallway's like 10 feet. Right. Long. You know, he's like, well, it's been a long day. You know, and all, <laughs> all that. I was like, you guys are right there. <laughs> and do we know for sure? Does the winter soldier know all this? just hasn't told anyone or I was his memory being I'm wiped? assuming he did not remember but I I don't know it's not plainly no, but no, he what, sa- he says in it though because he asks him if he if he even remembers so, yeah Steve knew see that's yeah. the thing that so you he was re- like through me yeah Steve was like yeah I knew and I'm like I'm well he did they really go into that much before then I don't the think only thing we really have to go on I think is in Win- Winter Soldier Black Widow get, has some um, colleagues in Russia, and she gives him a file on yeah, Winter true. Soldier. Mm-hmm. It's like here's what the Winter Soldier has done. Okay, yeah, because when they were when they were interacting, she was like, "Don't act like you don't remember me." Right. So he could know. Uh, he tried to. He did say something though to the effect of he knew Hydra was involved or something, but he trying to play it off, but. I think the gist is he was supposed to have known. 
And I think, I think that's a little bit of his protectiveness as he knows what would happen if Tony found out the truth. But he could have known that he did it, but didn't know that that's who it was that he killed because he's just an operative. And then, you know, putting the pieces together yeah, like I, for, I, for him a, anyway. I think it's Steve still. Yeah. Because yeah. 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 right. Steve would have kept that from Bucky because he's trying to. You know, he yeah. wants his to Steve, there's Bucky and there's a Winter Soldier. Yeah. To, to Steve, there's two different dudes, right? So, you know, he's, that wasn't him. That was the other guy. Yeah, the, the Winter Soldier is not someone. That's that's just his him c- controlled. Yeah. So did I, everyone buy Tony's Berserker Rage, like, as someone who's not real close with his parents and is such an analytical thinker? Did, can you buy him flying off the handle there? I didn't until he said... He killed my mom, you know, yeah, cause he and he just dad. got to watch it. You know, True. that's the only thing that sold it to me. Because right. there was that random video camera on that. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I know. Oh, somewhere. it was perfectly. Yeah, it was like very well framed. It was, very <laughs> it was Red Wing. Red Wing. <laughs> I didn't know well, they we had, had security cameras back then. Right, 1991. And we... We certainly didn't oh, have one. Long, that, long time ago, yeah, I love that. <laughs> the first thing I thought, honestly, the first thing I thought when they said 1991, I was like, oh crap, that's around when that other cap movie came out. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to see that footage. With the rubber ears. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's what I, I was, was unsure at first whether I thought he would really flip out like that. But the fact that he actually saw his mom get murdered by this guy. And when he, you know, I, I, I got, he was already didn't like the guy. Right. We forgot to mention R- young Robert Downey Jr. in that. Did we mention what? that earlier? Yeah, we, yeah, we did. Yeah. Totally yeah. Talked about it. Wow. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. You were thinking about donuts. <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> Damn donuts. Yeah. But, like, uh. We were talking about young Robert Downey Jr. But, uh. I thought that was great. There were so many good, good things during that fight. Of course, the thing we saw in the previews where they're both fighting in one sword and a shield back and forth. That was great. Wish I would have never saw it. Uh, I mean, but I can't give up previews, but man, can you imagine seeing this whole movie having not seen any of that stuff? Cause all in the, the feels. back of your head, like, well, they still have another fight. Yeah. Like, they're yeah. all kind of buddy right now, but what happens what, to cause it, another fight? That's exactly I what I thought. fight those feelings. The when he's following Tony in there through those halls, I'm like, what is going to spark this fight? What could it be? And I still didn't know. And I wasn't glad I wasn't thinking too hard about it or I might have figured it out. I was like, so it was such a good payoff to me. And then po- the pose is like him blasting the shield. That is straight off the cover. That's so, yeah. so good. That I mean, that's the things I want to see. And that moment when he is standing there with his dukes up, yes. wobbling, just <laughs> like in the first Avenger in the alley when Steve is standing there and he's like, I could do this all day. I was just like, that was so good. Oh, I love that. That was true fan payoff. Yeah, that's what I wanted. When he tells him, you're not good enough for that shield, and he just throws it down. I'm like, I know where you're going to get another one. Wakanda. <laughs> and I think they have Cap's costume nailed. Like, they should not change it. Like, this is perfect. It, it is, but I honestly do not foresee him wearing it. Anytime soon. I was gonna say now yeah. he was on the run. What was he in the eighties where he wore like the nomad? Jacket? Yeah, nomad. Man. He was nomad. Nomad. He had like a blue suit with a yellow cape and <laughs> oh no, he had the bare chest. Yeah, it was yeah. exactly yeah, V neck. Yeah, and then and then he was the captain. You know, after that, when that's where he got 
the shield from Wakanda. Oh, that would be cool to have like the black and white yeah, suit. Like, that would be awesome. Yeah. That would be nice. I would I love like to see that because this is the moment when he would get that shield from yeah. uh, Black Panther that was just all silver. Well, first Tony got him one. Well, that's obviously that's not going to happen. But then they fell out because of the armor wars or something. And then he went on and got that one from Black Panther. Yeah. That would be cool. Because, yeah, Steve and, you know, all the guys he broke out of jail, they're going to be like the underground Avengers now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're going around doing vigilante stuff. Yeah, of, uh, yeah that's what I'm sure that's what they call yeah. it, the secret Avengers. Well, I was curious, is one going to be West Coast Avengers? <laughs> no. <laughs> Great Lakes I don't think so, no. Don't bring up Great Lakes. He'll tell you all about them. <laughs> a black man! A black man! We totally, last week, we, we totally should have done a Great Lakes Avengers versus... Justice League Detroit. <laughs> or like JLI that Antarctica. Could have been, that could have been the tiebreaker. <laughs> but I, I do think it's funny. Is like the whole movie, Cap is like, I got to keep them from putting him away. We can't let him put him away. And at the end, we need to put him away. <laughs> we need to freeze you and uh, something. That was, you know, a good foreshadow. What's going to happen in the Black Panther movie? I mean, they're... Winter Soldier's probably going to be in it, I would think. He's there. He's going to be there. Well, forgive me, but who would be the big villain for the Black Panther? Is is there really one? Well, there there's some villains that want to steal the Vibranium. Right. Vibranium <laughs> yes. From <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> and then that Martin Freeman, Bilbo Baggins, he was playing... That's it. Everett, yeah, Everett yeah. Ross. I didn't put it together. Yeah. Okay. Even, I didn't even know the character. I didn't read Black Panther, but he is like Black Panther's. Yeah. He's like his attache. He, you know, he just kind of run, run, you know, handles things when he's traveling. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure what his deal is, but he's kind of a different character. From what I was looking at in the comics, he's not as sure of himself as he is there, but they, uh, it's. I didn't get the character, but he's going to be in that movie, and you know, probably in a much bigger role. But, I, know, we, we've already kind of gone through the origin story of how he become. You know, he he becomes mm-hmm. the king of Wakanda. You know, we know it's a country in Africa. Vibranium, like we, well, they've already planted all these seeds. So yeah, you're not going to have to waste an hour of his solo movie going over all that ground again. But in answer to the, what is Cap going to do? Because it doesn't look like he's going to be. Cap in the Wait a near- I just figured it out. What? Coming to America Part Two. <laughs> I believe children are the future. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, the there was a quote from uh, I can't remember whether it was Russo's or Kevin Feige, but saying that weighing in on Cap's choice to leave his shield behind. So dropping the shield is a rejection of the Captain America identity and a choice to embrace the Steve Rogers identity. And that this decision makes him a full-blown insurgent. The most interesting thing you can do is to take him from a patriot in the first film to an insurgent in the third movie. So I'd say that at least in Infinity War 1, he's not going to be Cap to start off with. I don't know what. Is he already, are they already moving him on to Steve Rogers, super soldier. Or they're going to have someone else in the cap suit. I don't think, I mean, they might, but who? I sure. The next person I think of is 
Well, I, the only one they could do is Falcon, I guess. But isn't he? But he's already on the on, other side. Yeah, he's yeah. On sure the not going to be. Sure not going to be Bucky. Right. You know, I, I don't know what their plan Who is. Was, the, was it John Walker? Was that it? would be great if they yeah. did that story. John John Walker. Uh, what was he? Super Patriot or something like US that. Agent. Yeah. U.S. Agent. Yeah. After that, yeah, he wore the captain suit that Steven wore. Maybe Agent Thirteen. Yeah, I don't know. She'll she'll obviously play a bigger role next time she's in something. You know, I, I don't know where they're going with this. I mean, are they going to – I assume they're going to do a lot of the big storylines. I saw that in Phase 4 they're wanting to go on into uh, Secret Invasion. Huh. So we're talking Scrawls. And then – That would be great. That, 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 that would be good. I, like I could that. die after Wouldn't that one. Need to get, aren't those tight ends? Rights of the Fantastic Four, I would assume. Ooh. You would need to get the scrolls back to the Marvel mm-hmm. or change their names, like mm-hmm. use their the Chitari. Just turn them purple. <laughs> but they also threw around Siege, and I'm not Siege, Siege. was not anything great. Exactly. Which one is that? <laughs> yeah, I was just watching or listening to our friend Jesse Starcher's podcast. They did a whole Marvel trivia hour, and I got what? like every like, question listen. right, except for. There was one really poorly worded question I had. I would have issue with the <laughs> trivia. <laughs> he was doing it out of a box or Marvel process. trivia. And it was something about who trained Jessica Drew when she first turned blah, blah, blah. I was like, well, hmm. would be Nick Fury or some of that? And the answer was Hydra. It was like a very vague Oh, answer. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, so obviously I'll... Hydra or she. Like, <laughs> thought it, yeah, you thought so it was a specific I, person. I, under, that question would be under protest. Right. But the only other question I missed was about Siege and who who the sentry killed. I was like, I have no memory of she of siege of what happened. Sentry. He ripped, uh, he half. ripped a carnage in half. That was in a different story though. Oh, and siege, he killed but... somebody else apparently. And I completely missed it. Oh, and was that an Avengers disassemble where he like ripped someone in half? Wasn't it vision? No, that was she Hulk ripped vision. Okay. It was, and he sentry ripped carnage, I think, but yeah, it's a yeah, different story. Yeah, there was story. somebody else though. Yeah, but I, yeah, I totally half. missed the question because I have no memory of what happened. Well, I, I have it, but yeah, I don't remember. I did see something about them wanting to introduce Sentry, which I find interesting. That would be good. It was, you know, that's you're going to be blurring the line there between reality mm-hmm. and yes. comic books. So, do they want to do that? <laughs> Nicholas Cage as the Sentry. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, honestly, you have sold me. <laughs> I love the idea of that because he's just Looney Tunes enough to play him. That was great. So what what what's Zemo going to do from here? Is he cuz at the end Black Panther, you know, stops him from committing suicide basically. He's not going to do anything as long as he's locked up in that box. Well, yeah, but is he going to turn around and I mean, are we moving towards Thunderbolts? Is that it wasn't that something? You know? <laughs> are they trying to paint him as maybe not Not so bad, yeah. It just depends how far they want to go with this. They're, they're Maybe they'll Winter Soldier him and turn him into the new Captain America. Wow. <laughs> you really think out of the box. I like that. <laughs> what he said was a <laughs> But there's only so many movies a year you can do. Like, I know fanboys want more. Oh, and then this could happen and this could happen. It's. I look at the schedules. <laughs> trying to catch it. <laughs> Everything was okay. okay. But yeah, with filming schedules, actors aging, like there's only so much you can do. We have to tamper our expectations a little bit. Never. 
<laughs> yeah, when I look at the schedule, as much as I feel like it's saturated with superhero movies, I do look at it and think, you mean all I get the rest of the year is Doctor Strange? And, you know, it doesn't seem like enough You know, when you look at I got to wait two years for Infinity War 1, which isn't going to be the name of it anyway, but... You know, I don't know. I mean, I'll be honest. I have a hard time these days keeping up with between the TV shows, the movies, Netflix. You have the CW. <laughs> yeah, because I have the CW. I mean, it, it is very, very saturated. I feel an obligation. Yeah, I do. I well, do. As a comic nerd, you feel obligated to watch, listen, See everything that is rated to comics because, because my, my twelve year old self would be like, right. "How are you not watching this? Yeah. This exactly. is everything you ever wanted, or this may never happen yeah. again." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Enjoy it. and you there's all the it. everyone else out there. The common man is going to know what's going on, and God forbid we not be able to keep up with what they're talking about. It's very liberating, though. Like when I deleted the twelve episodes of Gotham I had saved on my DVR instead of, <laughs> instead of going back and watching them, I just made the decision. Nope. I have liberating. I, I have because now there's so much good stuff. I can make decisions like yeah. that. Yeah. I have seven episodes of Agents of Shield that my wife keeps going. Can I delete these? I'm like, no. The I'm answer just is yes, Michael. The answer is clearly yes. <laughs> but I. Like some characters. Did anyone watch Agents of Shield after? I, that's what I was one. wondering. No, <laughs> <laughs> because the one season tied into the Winter Soldier. Did it tie into this movie? Did anyone watch? No, uh, I started to and fell asleep, <laughs> which is the story of my life trying to watch Agents of Shield. But yeah, go ahead. They but, mentioned the Sokovia Accords. Yeah, they did. And that's oh, about well, that'll get me tuned in right there. Wow, that was the that, that's the best. Part. I thought I need more Sokovia Accords. <laughs> well, the whole season is about the Inhumans and Powers Booth's character from the World Council or whatever's working with uh, the evil Inhumans, and then the good Inhumans are like the Secret Warriors trying to stop the bad Inhumans. So it's they're having their own kind of civil war between good and evil. You know how people hate mutants. In the Marvel Universe, well, this is yeah, in humans in that role. So they've they've been di- well. You need to register your power. So there was some talk about this registering in Sokovia, the Inhuman Re- Registration like, Act, basically. Yeah. The mm-hmm. last couple things about Civil War, I'd say, uh, I liked how Black Panther was, you know, showed his regalness to be able to understand and see that. He didn't need to follow this path of vengeance that everyone else was following. He was a true king. like Yeah. I'll, he It was so well done. That was on my notes that Black Panther's the only one without daddy issues. Mm. <laughs> Every one of these superheroes, all their parents are killed. He has to become a superhero. He kind of went beyond that and was like, look, this happened, but this is not why I'm doing this. So I appreciated a little more depth to his origin, not just, you killed my father. I will have my revenge. Right. Prepare yeah, to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> T'Challa Montoya. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag T'Challa Montoya. Um, and then the we basically talked about the middle credit scene, but then the final after the credits, uh, Spider Man gets his Spidey signal from Tony. Uh, I guess that's a callback to Amazing nope. Sp- Amazing Spider Man number three. Yeah, I was like, that is like a deep cut, Wayne, going back to the original. I said he used to strike fear into the hearts of his enemies by shining this signal on them. I literally sat and waited for that, and then after it was done, went, 
I can't believe I just sat here and waited for that. <laughs> I, I do say, like, if anyone watches a Spider-Man, the, or the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, it is a meshing of those versions of comic ver- version with the cartoon version to this movie version. Mm-hmm. It's like a meshing it's of It's a lot two. of versions. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a lot of things to juggle to put these things together. I, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and say, this is my favorite comic book movie I've seen so far. With each Captain America movie, I don't even think of it as a superhero movie. Because yeah. that's what I said about The Winter Soldier. I was like, I don't even think of it as a superhero movie. It's just a great movie. Well, and- previously, Winter Soldier was my favorite. I It was really close with two other movies, Dark Knight and... The Avengers, the first Avengers, just the feeling I got seeing the Avengers on screen was great. And then, but then how well Winter Soldier was pulled off was beautiful. But this like brought everything together and had an ending that I liked and was surprised by and just everything coming together. This was the best for me. I was kind of curious where it ranked for you guys. I usually need some historical perspective to, to say, because you know, when I first saw Avengers, oh man, but I can look back on it now and point out a few things. But Like how Cap suit sucks? Yeah, amongst, yes. <sighs> but like, like you said, it's, to me, I, I, again, actually degree of difficulty. This shouldn't have worked as well as it did. Juggling all these pieces, shoehorning all these characters. You know, okay, we've had a dozen characters in this movie. There's no reason this should work, but it just did, and very well. So the fact that it worked at all is amazing, and the fact that it works so well is even better. So I, I it's it's toward the top of my list for sure. I need a little time. Give to, you a couple of years to look back yeah, and see whether yeah. it really holds up. But yeah, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I as far as Marvel movies go, um, I really liked it, but it's for me, it's no 2008 Iron Man. I think that still was at the top of my list. Well, with me, it's the Captain America movies, period. Well, like, I l- love all the Captain America mm-hmm. movies. They, to me, they all still stand the test. Like, I don't feel like there's any. Oh, I, I like them a lot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm one of the, you know, not everybody liked the first Avenger. I love that movie. <sighs> it was great. But I think Guardians of the Galaxy, the first Iron Man movie are, are at the top of my list. All good movies. They're yeah, they're, all, they're all good, strong movies. I, I, uh, the Captain America movies, like Michael's saying, as a whole, that trilogy is, that just doesn't wrap up here. It's, it's progressing mm-hmm. each time. Like, where's it going to go from here? I mean, I, I struggle to call it a trilogy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just so, their whole, the whole thing is. But so the character wrong. itself, I love how they keep the character intact of Steve, Steve Rogers. He's the same. Um, no matter what, no matter what happens, he's inside. He's still the same little guy that, it's hard to find in sequels. And how the heck they are actually keeping this all in continuity from one to another is just freaking amazing. That's what, that's what I'm saying. When the, when this was going to come out, I'm like, there's no way they can pull it out to my satisfaction. It's like, I just don't, when you've seen, been burned so many times in the past, not in the mm-hmm. recent past, except for Batman, Superman, but mm-hmm. when you've been burned before, seeing that they have no idea the source material, what they're doing. And this is like painstakingly, they have poured over everything and seen what would actually work to put on screen and satisfy the fanboy and satisfy the new 
fans. I mean, it's just amazing when I look at it from that perspective, what they've been able to accomplish. I loved it. You Gavel know, hits table. Gentlemen, do you have, did you guys comment on? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I'm the same as Jordan. I, it's hard for me to, to look at it in context as soon as I see it. But I think I would say right now, it's probably my favorite Marvel movie so far, which means it's probably my favorite superhero. Were there were there anything you had to overlook? Was there anything that well that didn't work right, or why did they change that from the comic? Because I I had a hard time thinking of anything. My only negative we've already brought up was that Captain America was quote unquote right, and that mm. Iron Man had to. Be I totally wrong. get that. Yeah, that's my only real strike against it because the comic. There were too many writers and it went on too long. They made Iron Man kind of a jerk. And by the end of Civil War, you, everyone kind of hated Iron Man. But it was set up as they both are have valid points. They both could be right or wrong. You have to decide as a viewer or a reader. And that's what I had hoped from this movie, to get a little more subtly, a little more complex than just, oh, wait, no, we set it up and we, we, we uh, what do you call it, we frame Bucky, yeah. so Iron Man's wrong. Nope. The only thing I would say back to that is I think they're, they're trying to, they're balanced. I think they did that to balance the fact that he did kill Tony's parents. So he was still guilty of something. You know, I think that's what they tried to still have. You could see both sides evenly, both being right. Yes. But someone at Disney was smart enough to, to realize that Tony can't be this big villain. Um, it's too marketable of a character. People love Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. It, what year did Civil War come out? 2006 or seven. It yeah. took until 2008 and the Iron Man movie mm-hmm. to make yes. Iron Man popular again. Yeah, we hated Iron Man. We're not going to ruin War. that. Comic fans, like, it ruined this character for a decade in the eyes of a lot of Marvel fans. So they weren't going to go <laughs> that far into the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if it, and, I would recommend, uh, you know, if anyone hasn't read the comics, you know, I got to go down to Asylum and get some trade paperbacks because they're all getting it. Don't just, I will say, don't just get the Civil War seven issue thing because it is just, it's really just a skeleton of the story. There's so much to be filled in with all the other things because, you know, if you just read that, it's really very bare bones. It doesn't tell the whole Tale. It's one of the few epic event crossovers that really earned, mm. you because know, every character was involved. What, whose side are you on? Are yeah. you pro registration, anti registration? Are you underground? Are you with you know the initiative? Like every character in Marvel had a part to play in this, big or small, and it you really need these extra times. Well, it's so it's always been my favorite event. You know, they have an event every year or two, and I, I it's been my favorite one ever since because of where what it rolls into what. It came out of, you know, the Winter Soldier and rolls, goes through Civil War and rolls right into the death of Captain America. I mean, that whole, I, that is my golden time period for, you know, Captain America and Marvel Comics there. So I was really nervous about this movie. <laughs> and so, yeah. Was, Not to mention the breakout star from the whole Civil War, Penance. <laughs> <laughs> and with that. No. <laughs> One last thing I would like to add, and Cliff should get a kick out of this, but uh, Leonard Snark at the end of Legends of Tomorrow, this last episode, what's he say? 
I haven't watched it. Are you serious? <laughs> I didn't watch it last. Oh my freaking god! I figured you would be sitting here dying to no, say it. No. I knew I had a week to watch it. <laughs> yeah, you're sorry. <laughs> I have to say it. Go ahead. Say it. What did Leonard Snart say? <laughs> I'm sorry, Cliff. Cover your ears. There's no strings on me. <laughs> so we're all in agreement. This was a freaking awesome movie. For the most part. <laughs> Still had Spider Man in it. <laughs> oh, had Spider Man in it. <laughs> so, um, so that's our that's our big review. We spoiled it as best we could. Hopefully, you'll get to hear the whole entire without any audio issues. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. So, um, upcoming news, uh, upcoming events we have. Happening. Uh, yeah, do you guys want to stay up late? Oh, yeah. That's what I do. I think we're obligated now. <laughs> We've been volunteered. <laughs> hey, you you volunteered yourself as tribute. Um, Sexy James Olsen always like to stay up late. Yeah, so that... We're so close to getting out of this <laughs> Almost a whole episode without <laughs> Sexy James. <laughs> Tell us all about this event, Sexy James. <laughs> I will not be wearing pants. <laughs> I love how his accent changes every week. I know. Sexy Southern. <laughs> uh, like everything else, I'll get this down one of these days. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've talked about a few times like DC Rebirth, the big event happening. And DC has allowed them uh, to, to do a uh, midnight release. So you can pick up DC Rebirth and all your other comics. And Marvel followed suit because they like, said, yeah, and they then like said, uh, Steve Captain Rogers America. Super Soldier or something like that, or Captain America. Yeah, I don't so remember. So you can buy all your DC comics at midnight Tuesday, May twenty fourth at midnight, which leads into the next Wednesday, the twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Marvel said, yeah, go ahead, sell our comics too. So uh, perhaps your friendly neighborhood comic shop will be doing a midnight release. We are here in Marietta going to. So starting at 10 p.m. that night, the Kapow team is going to be live at Asylum Comics, broadcasting the whole event, talking DC Comics, interviewing fans. People may show up, we hope, <laughs> talk to us. We'll be talking to ourselves if they don't. But uh, we might have some trivia. The store is going to have some sales. So show up that evening, hang out with some comic fans, talk DC Comics, and uh, get your books early. Then go home and read them, snuggle up in bed and read them late at night. Michael might even let you try his shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> or pants. <laughs> yeah, we need like a code word that if a fan says something, they win. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what could it be? I don't know. To prove these listeners. Uh, <laughs> There's got to be a callback somewhere uh, in there. Sure. Continuity. You surprise us. Surprise us. Come in here with some sort of callback. Well, that should, I got it. Trivia question. What are three words Michael has mispronounced? Oh, good. Just <laughs> three. Just listen to 10 minutes of any episode. <laughs> well, yeah, I believe uh, DC is supposed to be providing every store a one for 100 variant cover. Ooh. So I'm going to give that away to a random person who's here that night. So we're going to draw names at. At like two minutes to midnight, we'll draw names and someone, I don't have the comic in hand, so I hate guaranteeing it, but I'll have something 
special to give away. Or if nobody shows up, that gives me a one in four chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the ratio changes based on how many are here. And at midnight, we can do the time warp dance. <laughs> I would hope Okay. So. you got to come in full costume. That's Frankenfurter. That's right. <laughs> oh, Lord. Once a li- in a lifetime was enough. <laughs> Is that everything, Mr.? I believe so. All right. Well, as always, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I'm Jordan Lowe. I'm Tony Stank. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jared. And I'm the undercover Avenger, Agent Two Scoops. <laughs>